and welcome to episode 115 of Together BHA. My name is Josh, and we are back just two days after the last released episode. And I remember vividly saying that February February was a big month for the Arbion, uh, and that, you know, barring the first game of February, uh, we had pretty much winnable fixtures all the way through. We've now just won the only fixture I considered that we wouldn't really have a chance of winning. Uh, I am talking to you the night of Liverpool nil, Brighton over Albion 1 at Anfield. And do you know what the best part about all of this is? Is I'm not talking to you from a, a win where, you know, we've we've done a job on, on Liverpool. Uh, we're talking about a win that was thoroughly deserved. We're talking about a win that was entirely dictated by the style of play that Potter employed. We played Liverpool off the park at their own game. They were pressed. They were broke on. They were outplayed footballing-wise for large swaths of the game. Uh, They were out-attacked on their own surface. We dominated Liverpool today. Uh, in all of the statistics that mattered while allowing them to have the ball in areas we believed were harmless. And barring one gilt-edged chance for Mo Salah very early on, um, which came uh, pretty early on in the game, actually, um, and, you know, it was really their one big chance. Uh, It it came away with, I think it was 0.8 xG uh, from... (laughs) From Mo Salah, no, I'm wrong. Uh, it was 0.39 xG from from Mo Salah from from Trent Alexander Arnold that, that drifted over the top, um, and and frankly, I thought it was going in, um, but thankfully it did not. Uh, and and after that, you know, they they never really threatened. Um, you know, of all the chances after the fact, it it felt like we were more likely to score a second goal uh, as opposed to to Liverpool for for large amounts of the game. So, so kind of let's get down into it. Um, we started out with just one change uh, from the weekend. Uh, Steven Alzate in uh, and the injured Alexis McAllister out. I'm lying. Two changes. Uh, we had Steven Alzate in for uh, Alexis McAllister and we had Dan Byrne in for the injured Joel Veltman. Uh, both of them took took slight knocks. They've played a lot of football in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, you know, arguably, um, you know, Damber, uh, not Damburn, arguably, uh, Alexis McAllister had played his best football ever for the Albion over the past 30 days. So uh, we did not want to ruin that uh, by playing him when he was hurt. So uh, he was rested. Um, same way for Joel Veltman, uh, who is really our, you know, out and out right back. Um, and we decided to switch it up. Um, we kept with the three at the back, Dunk, White and Webster, um, Sanchez in goal. Um, and we ended up playing with Solly March uh, at right wing back for, for a large part of the game and Dan Byrne at left wing back. Um, when we were on the attack for large amounts of the game, uh, it was almost uh, 4-4-2 uh, with White at right back, March pushing forward. Um, and and Alzate kind of filling in that that left-hand side role uh, and allowing Mopai and and Trossard to push on. Um, 
and and when we were in defense it, it almost became a, a 631 uh, where everybody sat back um and and we kind of just allowed uh, Liverpool to play it around in that in that middle third um before really pressing them uh once they came into ours uh, what i thought was interesting was the sheer amount of pressing we did do either in their final third or ours and how we just backed off as soon as they seemed to get into that middle third um, I thought it was really interesting uh, that we kind of employed that. It was, it was almost, uh, it was clever because we just kind of allowed them to. It it took away the the effectiveness they tend to have on the break um, because when you back off and you just sink deep uh, after they get past that their final third um, and you know push forward. You know if you drop off, they they have to approach our final third a lot slower. And, and it worked for, well, for the entire game, clearly, because we won. Um, so, you know, when you look at the, the tally for everything here, um, Liverpool had 11 shots with one shot on target. The Albion had 13 shots with four on target. Uh, in terms of uh, pass success rate, uh, they had a whole bunch of very successful passes, but not a great deal of them were, you know, in our final third and, and dangerous balls. Um, they they just did a lot of recycling through that midfield of, of Thiago, Wijnaldum, Milner, Henderson at times. Um, they, they just looked incredibly, uh, you know, harmless. Um, they had six dribbles to our four. Uh, and four of those dribbles that they had that were successful came from their back four. Um, you know, this is this is people pushing out from the back and, and breaking into that middle third uh, with, with little or nothing to show for it. Uh, Liverpool decided that they were going to put in uh, an, an absolute stack of crosses. Uh, they thought that may be the way through uh, that back line. Um I mean, I, I can't understand the game plan entirely uh, because, you know, a front three of Firmino, Shakiri, and, and Salah, I, I, I don't understand the idea that they're going to have a good day at the office uh, dealing with an aerial battle uh, against Webster, Duncan White, um, and Byrne when he's back there as well, and, and it was proven to be the case. Uh, we won 18 aerials to their nine, um, and their front three won zero aerials. Uh, so that is that is all you need to see on that statistic. Um, in terms of tackles, uh, we led that too, 13 to 12. Um, we, you know, we outpressed them in, in lots of different ways. Corners, they had five corners to our three. Um, in terms of corner accuracy, though, 40% of their corners were accurate, 67% of ours. Dispossessed, we were dispossessed seven times to their 10. We were taking the ball off them with a lot greater option. You know, we just, we did such a superb job all the way through. Um, I'm blown away recording this right now. I cannot believe how well we game planned this team. And although our defending was dogged, was gritty, was organized, was, you know, no nonsense, our attacking football remained quick, incisive, free flowing, attacking football on, you know, ambitious, adventurous. We, we did not look in any way, uh, you know, put off the task at hand. Um, and I feel like that first 45 minutes, you know, we, it almost emboldened us to to dare them to attack us. Uh, and, you know, in that in that second half, from, from half time all the way through to the goal almost, 
you know, it felt like we were just kind of sitting back and, and allowing them to come at us. But the reality is it, it wasn't that, you know, we, we didn't particularly have uh, a great deal of problems to deal with. And we just kind of allowed them to pop on and, and dealt with them as and when they got into a dangerous position. In terms of the players, uh, I thought they were all just superb. Like, how can they not be? They've, they've just beaten <laughs> they've just beaten Liverpool um, at their own place. And you know, it's it's not that I'm I'm in awe of Liverpool. Um, it's it's more the fact that we've you know we haven't beaten them in thirty odd years or whatever it is. We have just beaten Spurs uh, at home, getting our first home win of the season. This is not a team that has done particularly well this year. Like let's or the this season in general, um, you know. So so for me to be on here recording this uh, and and looking back at you know every game since January the second, which is my birthday, best day. Uh, you know, my birthday was the turning point. They they realized it was my birthday, and they were like, you know, we need to sort this shit out. Uh, Mopai G'd them up in the dressing room and were like, look, lads, this is Josh's birthday. He he loves us. We need to turn it around. Um, but in all seriousness, Potter has, has said at the end of this match, actually, uh, he, he truly believes that uh, that second half against Wolves was was the turning point in our season. Um, and it, and it's hard to to disagree. You know, since since. 2021 rolled around we've we drew against Wolves uh, we beat Newport we lost to Manchester City by one goal to nil we beat Leeds we beat Blackpool we drew with Fulham we beat Tottenham and we beat Liverpool that's insane that's just absolutely nuts like that is just a wild wild run of form that we you know we've we've looked like we're more than capable of putting on but we've just not come anywhere near it in terms of the actual results We'd won three games all season, and now we're up to five. We've almost doubled it in two games, and it was against two of the best teams in the division. Um, player ratings. Uh, let's go through all the player ratings because they are just beasts. Uh, Robert Sanchez. Um, Sanchez, I thought, was superb today. Uh, he did not have a great deal to do, but what he did do, he did excellently. Uh, he had one moment where he decided to come for the ball uh, and about shit my pants uh, with him running out to collect that and kind of hoof it away because uh, it kind of just bounced funny uh, and almost landed at the feet of, I think it was Shakiri to slot home to an open goal. Uh, but luckily, Lady Luck was on our side and that and that is not what happened. Other than that, though, uh, he was, you know, commanding at set pieces. He was comfortable on the ball. And, you know, that collection with, what, 90 seconds to go, maybe even less than that, uh, Liverpool get a corner. And, you know, we've seen this game before. We've seen how this ends. Uh, a, a decent side getting a set piece opportunity with 90 seconds to go and Albion doggedly hanging on to a lead. Like, we all know how that ends. That that ends with the net bulging um, and, and, you know, disappointment written across Lewis Dunk's face as he's on the floor. And today was not that day. 23-year-old Robert Sanchez cruised out of his goal eight or nine yards and collected the ball comfortably in his arms and just sank to the ground and allowed 20 seconds to roll away on the clock. Um, I thought he was excellent. His distribution is getting better and better every game. Uh, I thought he was, you know, an absolute class act today. 
uh, he he did everything he was asked to do, and and you know when he was brought to uh, to the fore and, and asked to perform, he he did so admirably. Um, Lewis Donk, start from the back to the front. Uh, Lewis Donk had a great game: two tackles, three interceptions, four clearances, three block shots. Captain fantastic. Uh, even had a shot uh, himself and, and won two fouls as well, which you know. Those kind of things help us an awful lot because they they give us that breathing space against a team like this. Uh, he had a pass accuracy of eighty seven point eight percent. Only Adam Lalana and Lewis and uh, Aaron Connolly had more. So of the players that started today, uh, Lewis Dunk had the greatest pass accuracy by a country mile. Uh, he attempted seven long balls, uh, long passes. Five of them were accurate, miles ahead of anybody else as well. Uh, he was very, very good at the back defensively. Like I said, you know, two tackles, three interceptions, four clearances, three blocks. Uh, there were not many more uh, people who had a more kind of consistent rap sheet um, amongst the others. Uh, I thought he was excellent. I thought he played very well indeed. And you know, this back three are becoming a genuine force um, with Sanchez behind them. Uh, another one of that back three, Adam Webster, uh, arguably my, my you know, the centre-half that I believe has been the best centre-half for the Albion this year, um, and my man of the match, honestly. Uh, one tackle, two interceptions, nine clearances, uh, just an unbelievable day at the office for him as well. Uh, played two accurate pass, long passes as well. Uh, Attacking-wise, had a shot. Um, you know, these are set-piece opportunities that we're getting uh, as well. And won two aerial battles out of two. Um, he was an absolute beast. Uh, the the last-minute ditch tackles and, and blocks he was making, uh, you know, in terms of deflecting the ball away from someone was just superb. Uh, and, you know, he's only 26 still. Um, maybe maybe he will be the centre-half that, that deservedly gets an England call-up. Um, I, I think that, you know, I think that all three of these centre-backs uh, would do just fine at international level, um, especially with the centre-halves we do have at our disposal. Uh, and I'm kind of surprised, you know, that, that we... we are still kind of waiting to to see any of these centre halves get a real opportunity uh, at, at the big time. Third centre half, Ben White, one shot as well. Uh, plenty of touches between the three of them. Um, you know, he he did a good job as well today. Three interceptions, one clearance, uh, and was very comfortable on the ball. You know, it's it's important for a player. Uh, to be comfortable on the ball, especially against a team like this, and and he very much was. Uh, he kind of did a utility man role today. He played at right back. He played at centre half, uh, depending on the attack or defending phase. Um, and I thought he was very comfortable in in all shapes and forms. Um, you know, if there has to have been a, a weaker player of the three, it was probably Ben today. Um, but I would say that's probably because the other two were just that good. Um, Solly March moved over to right wing back today instead of left wing back. Uh, had a shot to his name, had a key pass to his name, had an awful lot of touches of the ball. Um, you know, he, he did very well indeed. Uh, successful dribble, um, two tackles, one clearance. Uh, you know, Solly was was not afraid to continue getting forward. Uh, he played three, uh, he played four crosses, three of them were accurate. 
and and you know I think I think he did an incredibly good job uh, of of doing you know a job on on Shakiri and and the people over on that right hand side. Um, he looked very comfortable on that right wing back role. Um, his injury is is a great concern to me. Um, it it looked like knee ligaments. Uh, cruciates are no joke. Um, and and just the way he was being helped off. It feels like this is going to be one of those ones where he's back in a week because it was just a bruise or something like majorly painful at the time, but not bad long term. Or this is something that we we may see him written off until next year. Um, It looked bad. Uh, The pros was that he didn't need a stretcher. The cons were that it, it looks very much like a knee ligament injury. And we all know enough by now to know that that's that's a bad news. Um, so, so fingers crossed, you know, that we can, uh, we can see him back soon. Um, I, I expect we'll probably hear some more information on him in, in the next day or two as Potter talks to the press about Burnley. Um, Dan Byrne moved to left wing back. Uh, I can't say I was confident with Dan Byrne playing today, uh, especially after the first 15 minutes, um, where he spooned a chance over the top and then just looked to be getting burned over and over again by Salah. But Dan Byrne almost, uh, he almost played centre forward for half the game, it felt. He was so high up. Um, and and it's I'm not sure if it was uh, an intentional thing by Potter or whether Dan Byrne saw it, or I don't know who saw it, but whoever it was that noticed it, whether it was Byrne or Potter or both or someone else, Whatever. Whoever it was that noticed that Dan Byrne pushing further forward caused Salah to really be dragged back and be less effective offensively was an absolute genius because it worked to an absolute T. Uh, He had two shots, one shot on target, uh, 60% pass accuracy, nine aerial battles won more than anybody else by a hundred million miles. Like it wasn't even close uh, on either side of the pitch. And um, he had 66 touches of the ball today. That was more than anybody else as well. Uh, one tackle, five clearances. Um, uh, you know, he. I think he also was offside twice. Um, <laughs> he just had an absolute day today. He just seemed to do what it, the, the, what the pitch was Dan Burns oyster. And he really just did whatever he wanted to, whether he did it badly or really well. It, it didn't matter. Dan Byrne was just going to do it. Um, I thought I thought he ended up, you know, he came away with uh, an assist that was an incredibly well done assist. Uh, that header back across the box was, you know, the most dangerous cutback you could ask for. Um, and, and he essentially totally nullified. Uh, Salah and his effectiveness uh, between him and Webster, they they essentially sandwiched off Mo um, in every way, shape, and form after that first fifteen to twenty minutes. We, you know, we got lucky that that Salah didn't score one of his early chances, um, but we adapted quickly and we adapted well. Um, and the fact that we were confident enough to leave Lewis Dunk one on one with Firmino uh, is both. A testament to to how good Dunk is, and a testament to how you know little respect we need to show a team like Liverpool um, in in the style that we adopt. 
Stephen Alzate uh, came on today uh, for his first Premier League appearance in a fair while, I feel like, as a starter, um, unless my memory is just awful when he started recently. Uh, but I feel like, you know, he he, had, he either had COVID or, or a pretty severe illness uh, over the Christmas period because he was out for an awful long time with illness. Um, and, you know, stuff like that can really take it out of you. You can lose a lot of weight. You know, it doesn't need to be COVID. There's, there's a lot of illnesses you can get, even if it's just food poisoning, that as an elite athlete, you can drop seven pounds in a couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, he's taken some time to get back on it, but he he had a great game today and he scored his first Premier League goal. And, and what a place to do it at Anfield for the winner. Um, he had one shot, one on target, of course, the goal. Uh, key passes, one. Uh, he had an impressive pass accuracy uh, in terms of, you know, distributing the ball around, 73, 73% accuracy. Uh, you know, the majority of the team was in the 70% today, uh, simply because we are playing a team that pressures high and often. Um, so he did a good job of, of continuing that route. Uh, he won a foul in a pretty dangerous area, which was wonderful. Two tackles, one interception, six clearances. Um, you know, he had a superb game today. Uh, he was not the creative force that, that McAllister is, um, but we almost didn't require that today, uh, simply because we were playing a different style um, of game, even compared to Tottenham at the weekend. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but uh, almost after watching the game, I'm, I'm not sure that McAllister could have excelled in a game like today in the role he was playing previously. Um, it almost suited somebody like Alzate or Lalana or somebody else like that to, to play the role that they ended up playing. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, th- I think that he did a really good job. Um, you know, we, we asked a lot of him um, in his first game you know, first start for a while at Anfield, um, and he did so wonderfully. Basuma, Basuma was a weird one. Um, to me, if there was if there was anybody I was going to say something negative about, it would be Basuma's first half. It almost looked like he couldn't be bothered. Um, but the goal, after the goal went in, it, it, it he almost looked like a different person. Uh, he came away today with two shots. Uh, 78% pass accuracy, one aerial one, 64 touches of the ball, uh, second place only to Dan Byrne, of course. Um, One dribble, one foul one. Uh, He was very active in the defense as well. Two tackles, five interceptions, and two blocked shots, uh, and really broke that that passing and that, you know, he broke up the midfield wonderfully. Uh, Four long balls, two of them were accurate. Uh, You know, like I said, it it almost felt like he was just not bothered in that first half, um, and and someone obviously somebody probably Graham Potter uh, lit a fire up under him in that second half because he was a different player uh, and he ran the show for large large amounts of that second half. You know, he he totally dominated Wijnaldum, uh, Thiago. Um, he he didn't allow them the time that they probably needed to, to break us down um, when he was alongside Alzate, and, and they did a superb job of it. Leandro Trossard uh, also did very good today. Uh, one shot, one on target, two key passes, um, had an awful lot of touches at the ball as well, uh, beat an awful lot of men, um, was fouled three times, uh, which was the second most in the team. So he did a good job uh, in that respect. One tackle, one interception as well. He did a different... 
did a defensive job well as well. Um, and you know, he, he is, he is definitely a player that is growing in confidence as well. Um, I mean, there was just a moment where he beat like three different Liverpool players, uh, and you know, it looks like a bit of game time is, uh, is finally getting into a rhythm. Um, because I thought he was very, very, very good today. Uh, again, just that game time, right? Like we, we've been saying for a while, these, these players need game time and, and not being chopped and changed. Um, like we understand that, that you have a plan for each team individually, and that requires a specific set of players, but these players do also need to have some consistent game time. And, and Trossard is one of those players that currently seems to be really starting to flourish um, under that that situation. Uh, Pascal Gross, again, in that midfield three, uh, he was, it was almost him that was asked to take over the McAllister role today uh, and, and Alzate take over that more combative role. Uh, one shot, one on target, four key passes, the most in the team today. Shocker, not. Uh, you know, Pascal Gross is a uh, an XA machine, a, an assist machine, uh, a key pass machine, hockey assist machine. Uh, he loves it. One successful dribble uh, was even caught offside today. Pascal Gross was caught offside. You never thought you'd see the day. Uh, one tackle, uh, one block shot. Um, he was also not shy of doing a couple of bits of defensive duty. Uh, but as you can see from the stats, uh, the, the difference in that defensive duty that, that Alzate and Gross had was was very pronounced um, in the same way that in recent weeks, uh, McAllister has had a very low defensive stat line compared to Gross. Uh, that slight change in role is, is obviously what was asked to do today. And then finally, Neil Mopai, uh, two shots, uh, one key pass, 81% pass accuracy, one of the few players to get up to that three, uh, 81%. Uh, three aerial battles won, second most behind Dan Byrne with his immense nine. Um, you know, I think that Mopai did an incredible job today. He won five fouls today. That's more than anybody else. Uh, I think that he was asked to do a, a job of essentially holding up the ball and, and providing an outlet for counter-attack in football. And for a man of his size, uh, it was incredibly impressive to watch him do that against one of the best teams in the world. You know, he's what, six, uh, five foot seven, five foot eight, and, and he did a great job in that role today. Uh, you know, I, I wish he would have pulled the trigger a little quicker when he got into the box um, in that first half. Uh, but, you know, we got away with it and uh, we ended up coming away with, with a huge win. Um, the three substitutions, uh, Adam Lalana came on for Solly March uh, when he was injured, made sense to me. Uh, you know, I thought it was a good move. Um, shore up the entire midfield with Adam Lalana, lots and lots of experience there. Uh, but can we just take a moment to uh, talk about Graham Potter, the absolute mad lad with eight minutes to spare uh, he made two substitutions in the final eight minutes of football, and two of them were strikers. Uh, he took off Trossard and Mopai for Connolly and Zakiri. What an absolute madman. Like, I don't even have any words to describe the absolute nerves I felt watching him substitute on two strikers. <laughs> I shit myself. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why aren't you seeing it out? And... It's funny because, you know, two years ago, I would have been complaining at us bringing on two defenders and then conceding. Um, and today we did the exact opposite. We, we were comfortable seeing the ball out and seeing the game out. 
Um, the result is a massive one. Uh, as I said, Webster um, was my man of the match today. I thought he was just unbelievable. Um, and, you know, these, these games that are coming up now, uh, you know, we've just beaten Spurs and Liverpool back to back. So no doubt we will be reviewing a defeat this weekend against Burnley because that is the Brighton way. Um, but in all seriousness, you know, our next four Premier League games um, are very much in our power to to get some results from them. Uh, away at Burnley this weekend, at home to Villa, at home to Palace and away at West Brom. You know, that's, what, 12 points to play for. If we can re-rinse and repeat what we've just done here and take another 10 points from 12, doesn't matter how they come, just take 10 points from 12. We're on 34 points, boys. And it's March 1st. And we're on 34 points. Unbelievable. Um, That's it. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, Max Sanders has gone to Lincoln. Um, I will have a guest on the show uh, for this weekend's review against Burnley. So look forward to that. Um, And I will see you all in a couple of days time because these games are coming thick and fast, people. Uh, Stay safe. Be good. Enjoy the rest of your week. I sure as shit know I will. Uh, We will speak again uh, on, what, the 7th of February? So a couple of days from now. Cool. Stay safe.